Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 116, No Qualms About It. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, we want to talk about a technology called QAM, spelled Q-A-M. That stands for Quadrature Amplitude Modulation, and it's a way that we can encode more data in our radio waves. To give you a sense for what's going on with QAM, let's go way back in the wireless networking days to IEEE 802.11b. That used a method of encoding data in radio waves called Direct Sequence Spread Spectrum, or DSSS. And with a Direct Sequence Spread Spectrum, we had a channel width of 22 MHz. And we used 2 MHz to send the actual data. We could send a binary bit of a 1 or a 0 using 2 MHz worth of spectrum. But what if there was some other interference in the air that collided with that specific frequency that we were using? It overlapped our little 2 MHz range. Well, that could corrupt our signal. So to prevent that from happening or to reduce the occurrence of that happening... The uh, IEEE 802.11b direct sequence spread spectrum used an encoding scheme called Barker 11 encoding. And what it would do, it would add 10 extra bits. In other words, 10 extra 2 megahertz frequency ranges to the existing one that's actually carrying our data. That gave us a total of 11 bits that we were sending which is why we say it's Barker 11 encoding. And if you think about it, that's 11 bits. They each take up 2 megahertz. 2 times 11 is 22. We took up a 22 megahertz channel width with 802.11b, and that's the reason. We were using Barker 11 encoding. And those other bits were such that if there were corruption in the uh, range of frequencies that we were using, then the remaining bits would be enough to reproduce the appropriate bit so we wouldn't lose our data. But that was using a lot of frequency to send just a single bit, not terribly efficient. Then came frequency division multiplexing. With frequency division multiplexing, instead of using the whole 22 megahertz channel width, we only used 20 megahertz and we divided that into 10 subchannels. Each subchannel was, again, using 2 megahertz of channel width to send a binary 1 or a 0, but there were 10 of them. That would allow us to send 10 bits rather than a single bit. One of the challenges with frequency division multiplexing, though, is that even though those bits are using technically slightly different frequencies, it's possible that there might be a little bit of overlap, a little bit of interference. And to reduce or eliminate that interference, we have OFDM, orthogonal frequency division multiplexing. Orthogonal means at right angles to, and if you send these radio waves at right angles to one another, they're not going to interfere with one another. But still, we were using one waveform, taking up 2 megahertz, to represent a binary bit. What if there were a way to represent more binary bits with a single waveform? That's what we can do with QAM, quadrature amplitude modulation. You see, orthogonal frequency division multiplexing tells us that we have the ability to angle our radio waves because we could be at right angles to one another if we wanted to be. What we can do with QAM is angle a radio wave at a very specific angle and also set its amplitude. In other words, its power, its volume, if you will. How tall is that wave? By adjusting the angle and adjusting how tall that wave is, we can hit a very specific target within QAM. As a metaphor, think of throwing darts at a dartboard. 
you throw a dart and it hits a certain wedge on a dartboard and that gives you a certain point value. Well, imagine that we had, just as an easy to visualize example, let's imagine that we had a grid containing 16 dots, 16 little targets that we were throwing darts at. We've got four rows of four columns, a total of 16 targets, 16 dots. Let's think about in binary, how many bits does it take to represent 16 different values? Four. Two to the fourth power is 16. Now, what if we said that one of those targets, if we hit that target specifically, that would represent four bits? Maybe one target represents 0, 0, 0, 0. Another target represents 0, 0, 0, 1. Another target represents 0, 0, 1, 1. You see, we could have four unique bit combinations assigned to 16 different targets. And by angling our radio wave and adjusting its amplitude, we can very precisely, or we attempt to be precise, we can hit one of those targets, one of those dots. And that lets a single radio wave represent not one bit, but in this case, four bits. And this is called 16QAM. And I use that just so you could easily visualize it. But in our wireless standards, we use higher levels of QAM. In fact, as we start to add more and more dots, it starts to look a little bit like a star field. So that collection of dots is literally called a constellation. And if we use 802.11n, that's been out for several years, back in 2009, I think that came out. But even back then, .11n used 64 QAM. We had... 64 different dots. If we've got 64 different dots, how many bits can we represent? Well, 2 to the power of 6 is 64. We could represent 6 bits with a single waveform by adjusting the angle and the amplitude of that waveform. So just like we're throwing a dart at a dartboard, we hit that target and it represents 6 bits. It got even better with 802.11ac. There we use 256 QAM. How many bits can we represent with 256 different targets? The answer is 8, because 2 to the power of 8, that's 256. And currently, we have Wi-Fi 6, which is 802.11ax, and it can use 1,024 QAM. How many bits can we represent with 1,024 targets? The answer is 10. 2 to the power of 10 gives us 1,024. That lets us send 10 bits of information with a single waveform. Compare that to .11b, which was using 11 waveforms to just communicate one bit of information. Things have come a long way, which is why we've gone from a bandwidth of about 11 megabits per second with .11b up to around 9.6 gigabits per second with .11ax. And that is a look at the technology called QAM, QAM, Quadrature Amplitude Modulation. And I hope you've enjoyed this discussion of QAM. And if you like this type of training, you would love my live monthly training. There's a membership program that I recently launched called IT Insider. And by signing up with IT Insider, you get to meet with us monthly on livecasts. And I do training every month. And topics range from technical topics like this to other IT career topics. You get to ask your questions. We give you replays to previous sessions. So if you miss a session, no worries, you can get a replay. We also add bonus content monthly. For example, after you're a member for 30 days in your second month, we just give you 
a $197 course on the fundamentals of cloud computing. As soon as you sign up, you get something called our Route and Switch Deep Dives which are five deep dive sessions into different routing and switching topics. You also get to be a part of the IT Insider community, which is a community of like-minded professionals. It's a private chat room. You can encourage one another. You can give support. You can get support in this chat room. It might be a great opportunity to make some professional connections because these are people like yourself that have put down some capital to be a member of this community. I think that's a great peer group to hang out with. And if you want to be a member of IT Insider, I invite you to go over to kwtrain.com slash IT Insider. Again, that's kwtrain.com slash IT Insider. Thanks for listening to this episode on Quam, and I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Mm-hmm.